Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet underneath. They Tonight, we're jumping on the train and heading to the beautiful island of Honolulu in the U.S. state of Hawaii, where we investigate the technically unsolved case of the Honolulu Strangler. Who was this creep? Did they have the guy and let him slip through their hands? Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train Podcast. They eat your eyes, they eat your nose as you begin to decompose. A slimy beetle with demon's eyes chews through stomach and out. Aloha, passengers. Oh, very nice. And welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Well, you guys probably know what that means, but if you don't, and if you're new here, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. Hopefully you're into that kind of stuff. If you're new, if you're not, well, you know. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. Yeah. You know, for the rest of you, I am your co-host, or your (laughs) co-host. Wow. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me, ooh, I get an applause. You get applause today. Yay. Just because you called yourself the co-host. I know. You got the motive. Look, man, I'm so tired. Anyway. Anyway. And with me, of course, are my co-hosts, Mr. Moody and Logan. Everyone, you know what? Applause all around. Applause is all around. I like it. I like I like how I'm doing the golf I clap like right now. Clapping. Yeah, yes, that's I'm, nice. I'm golf I clapping. I appreciate the applause. <laughs> so you beautiful <laughs> bunch of dark passengers know that we're just a bunch of musicians and assholes that love history and cannot get enough of the mysterious. And we want you to know how much it means to us that you're listening right now. A fair amount. Yes, a, f- a fair amount. <laughs> a fair amount. <laughs> More than a little. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. Just getting a little bit of this business shit out of the way. Do us a favor. Stop on over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a comment or a review or a, you know, stars or, or thumbs up or whatever you can do. Yeah, man. Give us as many as they can possibly let you That's give. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And let them yeah. know that you, you know, that you love us. Yeah, right? please, please do. And or at least you, like us. You know us. what? If you don't like us, then don't don't worry about it. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know what? Please, please don't. Don't bother with your one-star reviews because no one gives a fuck what you think. So. That's that's right. But for the rest of you who and like it. And you're a very poor taste of judge. You're very, you have very poor taste and you're a bad judge of uh everything. That's right. And you should reevaluate your life. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Go back to school. Or right. <laughs> so you can also <laughs> find us on Spotify and iHeartRadio by typing the Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar and clicking the follow button. You'll then get each episode as they are released and Patreon subscribers, you beautiful poopers, will be receiving a new bonus on the turd burglar possible serial killer, Neil Falls. That's right. And this is somebody we've actually had people requesting this one. Yep. And we mentioned him when we uh, did the Hoover Dam bonus. Uh Hoover. And the guy was a complete piece of shit. Yes. And yeah, we're going to talk about him and our bonus. great. You know, hey. We're going to berate the fuck out of that guy. That's, that's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. But can I, can I ask you a question? Um, yes. What else is the Patreon poopers getting? Well, the debut the, of the new what? Midnight Train documentary. <laughs> Off the Rails will be coming to you this Saturday, uh, September 4th. Only the poopers get it this Only Saturday, the poopers though. get it. So you pooper, if you want to watch that before everybody else in the luxury of your own home or on your phone or wherever the hell you are. Put in your it car, on the big screen. Man. Put it on the big screen. You know watch what? it with your friends. Get you a projector, put it out in your backyard. 
yeah. on, a big, on a big blow up thing. Invite your neighbors around and take video and send it to us. And I swear to God, I'll post it everywhere. Oh, Dude, or just invite us, <laughs> or yeah. invite us. Yes, make especially sweet. Make it make it an adult night. You don't yeah. want the kids around. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not. Yeah, whatever. So it'll be this is Saturday, September fourth. Uh, it should be at your uh, at your at your fingertips and your whatever at uh, yeah. around six p.m. Okay, that's Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, we don't fuck around with that uh, right. West Coast right. shit. So be on the lookout. All right. Sign up over at patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Dream podcast to get that and a ton of bonuses and discounts on merchandise and so much other stuff. Or you can go over to uh, the Midnight Dream podcast.com. It's our official website. Pick up some merchandise while you're there and sign up for Patreon. All right. And listen, we're going to be starting. We're going to start giving 10% to a specific charity once we hit a particular specific amount of uh, producers. Yeah. Poopers. Yep. And you guys, our poopers, are actually going to pick the charity. I like it. Yeah. Each month. Yeah, Each good. month that's we're going to do that. So get bonuses. Get Unless it's good stupid cause. that we're going to veto it. Yeah. <laughs> if they're like Chainsaw's uh, health. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's not. We're not, we're not funding his yeah, we're not debauchery. Yeah. We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So find us on. Um, and honestly, we're everywhere right now. Right. Yeah, we are. Uh, our Everywhere. Facebook page is a lot of fun. The group page is a blast. There's lots of memes going around. And for some reason, Chainsaw is in this alien kick. I love it. Yes, I yeah. love it. My Send sister me. hates it. It's I like, love it. Yeah, is she like weird about? She doesn't like aliens. She doesn't like them or? She's, I don't know if she's afraid of them. I don't know what her deal is. Oh, that's weird. She's that's weird. Odd. Oh, well, whatever. And make sure to subscribe to both our YouTube and Twitch streaming services where, you know, we live stream from time to time when the fucking equipment works. Yeah. Hey, a- guys, you know how we always talk about John fucking things up? Mm-hmm. Literally after the episode that we discussed that on that night, we got home and John informed us that his interface shit out. Brand so. new and everything. Yeah, yeah six new. months old. Six month old. And like, it's a high-end yeah, interface too. It's a nice like, one. And John fucked it up. Anyway. So, so let's, we don't have video right not, now. Not right now, but we will. We will. We will. Soon. Yes. So let's turn down the lights. I'm excited about this episode, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Let's adjust our seats. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just can't really adjust this one. Let's grab a drink. Done. Got a few of those. And let's get spooky. But first, and by spooky, I mean, we're going to talk about another shithead and some unfortunate people. But yeah, first, absolutely. here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. So tough. So I'm kind of hungover. Yeah. And I felt like crap all day. Oh, yeah, it's been all day. (laughs) But I hear this. Get you going. It's good. So good. All right, so we are going. We are heading. To the land of paradise. Oh, I like paradise. Yes. Warm climate, great surf, beautiful women, nice. and the Honolulu Strangler? 
I don't. That doesn't sound like paradise. That doesn't sound fun at all. That's right. We're taking a trip to Hawaii in the land of unsolved murders. Thus my aloha in the beginning. That's aloha hello, not aloha goodbye. You know what we call that? (laughs) What? Foreshadowing. That's right. That's what exactly. Very nice. It's nicely done. So it is unsolved. (laughs) Kind of maybe you guys decide what you think at the end of this. You know how we like our unsolved unsolved crimes. Fucking love unsolved Here at the tree. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into what we do know about the case and see if we can solve it like we do so many other things here We've on the solved show. solved a lot of things. We, do, we have. We just solved the uh, the Voynich Manuscript. We figured that one out. Yep, sure did. Yeah, that was made by a toddler, right? It was written by yep. a, a, the toddler son of a king or some shit. Right, right. Rudolph. Yeah, yep, we're yep. pretty much yep. sure Yeah, no, we figured everything out. Yeah, that's... Yeah, we're good. Yeah, okay. Moving we on. We figured out a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So let's do that on this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Honolulu Strangler was a serial killer who was active between 1985 and 1986. He tortured and killed five women. The five victims were found with their hands bound behind their backs, sexually assaulted and strangled. The strangler's victims range uh, in ages between 17 and 36 and came from different walks of life. The police had several suspects, including one that, well, is probably the killer. (laughs) But, you know, the police let him go. Yeah, it's no. the fucking police. That's yeah, what they do. They, they did. Uh, we'll get to him in a, in a little bit here. Yeah, whatever. So first, we are going to discuss the victims and then the few suspects they had. Suspects, yeah. Really just one. Yeah, we, one. That's pretty much all it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a huge amount of information out there, and and we've uh, we've both scoured everywhere to try and find as much as possible. Yeah. I even found uh, news clippings, and uh, I found a couple of those yeah. too from from and there. It's all the same information everywhere. So we're yeah. gonna do what we can. There was, a, to get it there out was there. a book written about it. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a chance to read it. No, I, I didn't have time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what was. I don't know what's in that book, and I don't know how good it is or what what value that resource would be. I'm but, gonna bet that in that book there are words. Maybe possibly pictures. I actually think it's a pop-up book. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not like graphic stuff, but like, no. Well, no, yeah. No, no one wants It's that. just like the, the potential killer's face that you get to punch every time you turn a page. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, dude. that'd be good. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, so every source <laughs> has the same information, so we'll get and give you what we found so far. So let's start with the unfortunate victims. The first victim was Vicki Gale Purdy. She was an attractive, petite, 25-year-old blonde who was a transplant from North Carolina. She lived in um, uh, Miliani with her husband, Gary. Gary was stationed in Hawaii as a helicopter pilot for the U.S. Army. Vicky worked at the, oh boy, uh, oh, Wahiawa. Is that right? Wahiawa? I don't know. I don't go there. Wahiawa. Is that how it's spelled? W-A-H-I-A-W-A. Wahiawa. Wahiawa. <laughs> why y'all? Why is that right? Why? You sound drunk. Okay, well, kind of am. Anyway, why, why, oh, <laughs> so anyway, it's a video rental store, which was a, a point. Wait a minute. Of, wait a minute. Huh? You used to be able to rent videos. <laughs> it's basically, um, I would assume, this is kind of like this place we used to go to when we were younger, um, like Blockbuster or Family Video. Oh, I don't know if you're familiar. So you could go to a store, yeah. c- correct, and, and rent. Correct. A vi- it was on Blu-ray? Uh, well, eventually, but uh, initially they were on um, um, cassette tapes, like big cassette tapes that you would put inside a VCR. Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah. And at one point, they actually had thing- these things called laser discs. Oh, that sounds future. Was that like a D- was that like the first DVD, little tiny disc? Laser. 
little, discs. little tiny guy, a little right, no, right? as big as no. shit. Really? <laughs> they, really, they were huge. Oh, I, know. I mean, honestly, but do you remember no, those? I yeah, I, I do. They were they were basically enormous. They were basically uh, album sized DVDs, and halfway through the movie, you had to fucking flip it over. Right. It was so dumb. Was the like quality was, was great, though. Oh, yeah. They were the great, for, nice. especially for that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this place, the video rental store, it was a point of contention between, you know, um, Vicky and Gary here. You know, he basically didn't want him or her working there. Right? Why? Well, Gary Purdy had long objected to his wife's place of work for the video store was known to sell pornographic films. Hmm. They had the back room. Yes. <laughs> Sticky floors. Sticky floors. The back room oh. behind the curtain. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Must be 18 to enter. Yeah, definitely yeah. not family video. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the police found that Vicky liked to go dancing at clubs with her friends. Oh, okay, of course. Why fun. not? That's fun. On May 29th, Vicky went to a club with a couple of friends in Waikiki. Gary was expecting her back around nine. When she did not return home, Gary started to page Vicky and continued to page her throughout the night. For you young people out there, a pager is what you used to get a hold of someone before there were actual cell phones. <laughs> You'd get a page in this little thing, and little it would box. it would just and you, you carried it on your hip. Yep, yep. Just you were cool. On your belt clip. You were or cool. Your, yeah, man. I had a sky pager. I was super cool. Oh, oh yeah, I could like read the news. <clears throat> I'll say yeah. You you started to get the ones where you could like actually send a message to somebody. And it was yeah. like two lines. Yeah, not even. It was yeah. Like, I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. It was those were pretty cool. So yeah. anyway, then all of a sudden it would go beep 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 beep, and then you look down. And it'd be somebody's phone number. Generally with 911 after it. Right. That's the only way you can get anyone to call you back. Or, 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 or wait. Hey, hey, Grace, boobs. <laughs> yeah, put boobies in there. You can put boobies. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a calculator. Hell. Hello. Yeah. yeah, you could. Because yeah, then you could start doing that kind of stuff when you learn how to yeah. use the uh, the numbers and oh, shit. Good yeah, stuff. It was so fun. So then you get this page and you'd have to find this thing called a payphone. Really? Yes. To call the number back. A payphone yeah. is typically a coin-operated public telephone, often okay. located in a telephone booth or in high-traffic oh. outdoor areas with prepayment by inserting money, usually coins, okay. or by billing a credit or debit card or oh. a telephone card. It was crazy. That That's sounds pretty amazing. It was crazy. Uh, can I just tell you, at my new job, there are two payphones. They have two payphones inside by the cafeteria. How the fuck old is Wait, the Wait, what? I don't know how they, I assume they've been there since the place opened. Do they work? I haven't tried to be. You, you just I, I gotta to go. Just I call go. me. Just call me on the payphones. I will. We'll record it. I'll call you. Whenever <laughs> you used to call collect and like, you'd yeah. be like, please leave your name. You'd be like, pick me up from school and then hang up. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like, you have a collect call from pick me up from school. Right, 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 right. <laughs> or for most of my family, you have a call from Ohio Correctional Institute. <laughs> <laughs> just <No>. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Or am I? So at any rate, the next morning, Gary uh, finds his wife's car in the parking lot of the Shorebird Hotel. Ooh. Police were contacted by a cab driver who said he had dropped Vicky off there the night before sometime around midnight. Vicky's body, unfortunately, was found the morning of May 30th on an embankment near uh, Kihai, or Ki, yeah, Kihai, I would say, yeah, Lagoon. She was found with her hands tied behind her back. She had been raped, then strangled, and then killed. Fuck. At first, the police checked out any uh, possible connection to the video store. On top of Gary not liking or working there, the store had a little bit of a reputation already. In December of 1984, two women, a worker and the co-owner of the store, were stabbed to death at the store. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, uh... Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a lead. Obviously. Yeah, definitely got to check you know something. I mean, right. I mean, if there's a history of uh, shit going down, yeah, you might want to check it out. Yeah, it sounds very, like, connected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So police initially took the angle that a porn-obsessed man had stalked and killed Vicky. 
After investigation, um, thought, um, after investigation, ah, after investigation, though, police could find no link to the video store and the crime. Okay, so they couldn't find anything. They ruled that out pretty right. quick. It wasn't I guess, correlated yeah. yet. They were back to square one. Her oh, husband, <laughs> her husband Gary Purdy, was a chief warrant officer with the 24th Aviation Battalion. At six feet tall and 165 pounds, he could obviously handle his own. Big guy, right? Sounds like it. Sounds like a big dude. He told media Purdy um, uh, um, that his wife, basically, that she had once actually knocked the shit out of him during an argument. He believed it would have taken two people to actually take her. Yeah, there was other people that said that, too. A few things I read that said that she was uh, a pretty scrappy, feisty, and she could she could handle herself. Like, even though she was fairly small, but she could, apparently she could handle herself oh, pretty she, well. Maybe she's Sicilian. Mm. <laughs> Because yeah. I, I know that. <laughs> oh. Is that what that black guy is? <laughs> <laughs> what? She told you once, Shh. right? Don't tell you again. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> what is? how's it go again? It's disrespect. <laughs> What's the other one? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> right, 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 right. So victim number two was 17-year-old Regina Sakamoto. Regina was uh, petite like Vicky, but more so. She was only 4'11 and weighed only 105 pounds. Oh. Tiny girl. Jeez. Tiny, think, tiny, tiny. I think my eight-year-old is getting close to that. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, that's that's tiny. Yeah. Also, like Vicky, Regina was a transplant. She was originally from Kansas. Okay. People said Regina was a shy, quiet girl who had planned on attending college in Hawaii in the fall. Mm. Regina's father was a military serviceman stationed in Hawaii. On January 14th, 1986, Regina spoke with her boyfriend at around 7.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. She had told him that she would be late as she was not catching her normal bus. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. She would be, uh, and again, this is in the 80s, so, you know. Public transportation was kind of like the thing, especially in Hawaii. Right. right. You know what I mean? You know what she was using? What? Payphone. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had to use a payphone. <laughs> using yeah. a payphone. She had told him that uh, she would be late as she was not catching, like I said, her normal bus. She would be missing for about a month after this. In February, her body was found. She had been bound with her hands behind her back, raped and strangled, just like Vicky. Oh, and she was also found near Kihai Lagoon, just like Vicky. So, huh. seems related, mm. right? Yeah, seems related. So, yeah. That it does. Two unfortunate people, kind of done the same way, yeah. found in the same spot. Okay. After the discovery of Regina's body, homicide detectives became convinced they had a serial killer on their hands. You know what? At least they got smart after two. Right. Instead of waiting. How many times you read, they're like five in. They're like, you know what? Maybe we do. <laughs> How many is that now? Uh, Seventeen. I wonder. I think there's a, I mean, they were all found within, what, 15 feet of each other? Yeah. They all had the same thing happen to them. Right. You, they, uh, no. Each one of them had the same business card in their pocket, too. No. 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 That's got to be cool. No. You know yeah, what? I bet no. you I bet you I know what happened. What happened? They were there, yeah. and somebody dropped a brand new box of business cards, and the wind dispersed. Bl- exactly. Okay. Yeah, so it had was, nothing. Right. No. That no. sounds right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, that's... Anyway, it's good that they did it after two. Yeah, yes. they, they were right, they were on that shit. Right. So uh, due to the fact that both women were found with their hands tied behind their backs, both had been unfortunately raped and both had been strangled, police surmised the cases were linked. Uh, yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. Add to that that they were both found in the same area and it was all but assured, right? Sounds right. You would think, yeah. The Kihai Lagoon area was part of an urban beach park. There was uh, ready access to the ocean, and it was dotted with tiny islands. Mm -hmm. It was fairly secluded and made for a good dumping ground for the killer. 
Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to go for it. I mean, could have been that secluded. It's not like these bodies stayed hidden that long. Yeah, what was it, like a month for her? And yeah, then- but you got to wonder, too, like, it was a month for her. So, like, how long did he actually have her? And, like, when did he dump her? You know what I mean? Right. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't find much. I was curious about that. <clears throat> and nowhere ever really said. Or are you saying more so, like, was she. Did, did, he, did like he take her that day her? and dump her? And she was there yeah, for a month? Yeah, like, maybe he had her for, like, a couple of weeks and then dumped her. Ugh. And the body was found, like, a week later. Like, I couldn't really find much on that as far as, like, well, like how they, like if they determine how long she had been there due to decomp like i i couldn't really figure that out well i'm going to assume as we go through these details especially with the guy who let's be honest he fucking did it um as we go oh, through yeah. this or whatever yeah. um my thinking is is that he definitely didn't keep them mm-hmm. i don't think so either yeah i think I, it was just, more of know. a he went out rage killed and then dumped their bodies yeah. yeah that's what i think so two weeks after regina sakamoto disappeared but before her body was even found the killer struck again This time it was 21-year-old Denise Hughes that was the victim. Okay. Denise was a native of Washington State. Like Regina, she was also used to to using the bus system and regularly took the bus to and from work. Denise failed to show up to work at her job as a secretary for a phone company. Police suspect suspect, suspect she met the killer at the bus stop or or, or on the bus somehow. Okay. In February, three fishermen would find her body. There were a few differences between her body and the first two. First off, she was found near uh, Moanalua Stream and not uh, Kihai Lagoon. Second, her body was wrapped in a blue tarp. Despite these differences and the fact that the body was pretty decomposed, they were able to assess that it was the same killer due to the fact that she'd been bound the same way and strangled. So to me, that's that's odd. Yeah. But right. but I guess if you have that same. I guess you'd have to see how the, the ligatures are and stuff. Yeah. And how... Well, I guess the uh, the hands were bound with the same type of... Uh, it was basically like parachute cord, like paracord. paracord. Yeah. Uh, and all three of them had the same... Type of knots yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, which would make... The same yeah. type of paracord, all yeah, that Yeah, you're shit, putting like, all so. that together. Anyway, what were you um, going to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, you can find a map of where the bodies were, and I think she's the only one. Like, if you look at the map, like, four of them are pretty close in one area, mm-hmm. and then there's one that's, like, over here. I think that was her. I think that was Denise. Because the other four are, like, all pretty close down here, and the other one, she's, like, kind of off. Oh, she's kind of the outlier with all that? It's not, like, super far away, though. Right. And as as we'll talk later about the guy, um, definitely within his, his like, zone, where he goes, like, to and from and all that kind of stuff, so... Gotcha. Well, Regina's brother would later do an interview with uh, (laughs) KHON2.com and say, uh, quote, she was late for school that day. Uh, And, quote, it was in uh, Waipahu. Uh, she was sitting at the bus stop in front of uh, of diners in Waipahu. Her brother was in fifth grade at the time, and we'd go on to say, quote, I used to look up to her. She'd babysit me and stuff like that, adding that she was, quote, very bookish, smart, fun-loving, everybody's friend, that kind of thing. And it's, it's so, I mean, nobody should ever die, but it's just no, sad when yeah, you hear yeah. about, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, ugh. Yeah. When asked about revisiting the case, her brother says he wished they could test for DNA. Unfortunately, they could only test for blood at that time. And they did. That's a blood type. You know what I mean? Back then. But what was cool is that when you had these detectives that had the foresight to actually hold on to, to DNA and stuff, the, yeah. you know, whether it was a piece <clears throat> of clothing or whatever the case may have been. Blood they, samples, sperm samples. Exactly. You hold on to it. So yeah. later on, you know, you hear about a lot all these of cases, cases get solved that way. And, like they right. go back and they're like, oh, we got the sample. Let's check this shit. Right. Especially now. Yeah. You know, the cold oh, case yeah. stuff, dude, it's crazy. So, quote, it's kind of sad that both my parents, you know, they're not here to even if it does 
even if it does get resol- resolved, they're not here to see it. Quote, oh, that's Omar Sakamoto. That's her brother. Yeah. Quote, I just want, what is that uh, closure? Is what he says, which makes sense. Of course you do. Right. And that's why we're doing yeah, this case. Would. Yeah, absolutely. We'd like to do that. This interview was about five years ago when there was talk of reopening the case or at least revisiting some of the evidence. The killings prompted the Honolulu Police Department to form a task force that included an FBI profiler who helped put together a profile of the person they believed could be the suspect. He was described as a Caucasian uh, Caucasian male in his 30s to 40s with no criminal record. The profiler also suspected the killer targeted women near where he lived or worked. So when we talk about this guy, I want to bring something up because I found a lot of a lot of differing like there was random sites that had like random information about him that Mm. I didn't find anywhere else. So it's kind of hard to really put shit together with this guy, but I'll I'll kind of talk about it when yeah, we yeah, get yeah. there. As we go through, because like the, this thing says it like you know this one was like uh, Caucasian male, thirties to forties with no criminal record, right, right. And everyone said that this guy fits the profile perfectly, right. But like I found something else that said apparently this guy had like priors for like assault and like all this other shit. So I'm like, but that doesn't fit the profile perfectly, though. right? That's right. yeah. That's... So I don't know, you know, I don't know really what the deal was, but huh. It was just kind of random. Like, I found a lot of random shit, so. We'll we'll go through it here. Quote, he's an individual who may be at this particular juncture, may be experiencing girlfriend or marital problems, marital, marital, (laughs) marital, marital problems, and the selection of victims is probably the result of opportunity or chance encounters. That's from former Honolulu Police Chief Douglas Gibb, and he said that shit back in 1986. And keep that in mind as we go through this. Mind. Keep it in mind. Mind. (laughs) Former homicide uh, Lieutenant Gary Diaz was the head of HPD's homicide uh, detail at the time. Okay. Uh, Quote, DNA could have been a much greater asset for us in that particular case, Diaz said. And it's useless in today's age because 82% of the world are type O and A. So basically he's talking about how they they tested the blood samples. That's all they had. Yeah. And you've got they test it for blood type, or right? Which is a, literally eighty-two percent. That's yeah. you're not going to get very far that Doesn't way. Really fucking narrow down much? Not much. So quote, I don't even did, know my blood type. I don't know. I don't know mine either. I don't remember mine. I had a card, and I don't know the fuck it was. Yeah, I have no idea. Mine's. I, I know my wife's is uh, B positive. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because she likes to be positive. And, I, and yeah, that's how I know that it is. <laughs> so I told her that mine's always negative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whatever. So digital yeah. evidence is extremely important toward the advancement of investigations, Diaz said. Unfortunately, back then, there was no cell phone video and surveillance video was not common. All right. So it's not like these places had on the corner. Yeah, now when they place. build like a nice bus stop or something like that, there's cameras all over the place, especially in a city. Yeah. They got cameras on every fucking block. Dude, there's cameras everywhere now. Whether it's somebody's ring doorbell that can see there's, down the street or, There's you know, a house. Um, if you go down the street that my street is off of, you go down the main street, right? There right. is. There's a fucking house. A house in New Orleans. Which, by the way, sorry, sidetracking that. Please. They're getting fucked. <laughs> Any yeah. of my friends in New Orleans that, that are still down there, please be safe. I yeah. hope you guys are okay, man. They're getting I saw it was 150 mile per hour and winds. Yeah, it, and it was it, a it went four. from like it went from like a two to a four in like five hours and yeah. shit. It was oh, crazy. Shit. Yeah, so crazy. if you guys are down there, please be careful. So there's a there's a house though down the street. You're driving down there and like I've noticed it before, but I never paid much attention to it. I was like, oh, they got a camera out front. That's cool, right? Right. So I actually looked at it, like, this was like and then I've lived at that house. I've lived down, I've driven by that thing every day for the past probably five years. 
I just noticed yesterday or two days ago, there's, they have not just one camera, there's like five fucking cameras across the front of their house. Like one point in this way, one point a little bit more this way, one straight out, one that way, and one that way. Jeez. All the way across the front, they got like fucking, all, I'm like, dude, that is some fucking paranoia. Is man. it like a small house? It's not a big house. Yeah. It's just like, you, you've been to my house. Yeah. It's just a house like that around there. Why the fuck do they have that many? That's it's crazy. Not like we live in a bad area. Just in case one fails. I, but they're all pointing <laughs> like different directions. It's like they got to have like a 200 degree fucking. It's crazy. Dude's yeah, just sitting at home. He's got like 15 He's got to just like sit there yeah. watching cars drive by and jerking off it's, or something. Maybe. Or, or it's an old lady like that's little sons of bitches. <laughs> it's the third time I've seen that car today. There's something going on. Dude, that. those old ladies, though, they help solve shit sometimes. Fuck yeah, because all they do is sit there and they, watch They it. just pay attention to everything that happens Too in the Too bad there wasn't an old lady watching this. That's what we're saying. Fuck. You tell your grandmas out there to start paying attention. It's not my neighbor. My neighbor's that guy. Yeah. My old my old man neighbor Joe. Every time he hears a noise, you just see the curtain move. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. He knows everything that's going on. <laughs> he'll go out and he'll be like, You see what happened last night? And we're like, No, we were sleeping, Joe. Yeah, why weren't you? <laughs> dude, he tells me what I do. He's like, Oh yeah, he's usually see get up and leave about five thirty, six o'clock. I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. And when do you when do you have time for that? Uh, he's an old man. His wife died a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. poor guy. He's a nice guy, though. That's going to be me. I'll be that guy, too. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, just fucking constantly Sitting watching on my everybody. Porch, just yeah. like, what are you doing? Get yeah. away from here. I know your parents. <laughs> they would not be happy with the way your pants are sagging right now. <laughs> <laughs> your, your dad, Jim, wouldn't like this very much. <laughs> I know your grandfather. That's how far back I go. Yeah. Why, why do we have accents all the time? I don't know. It's pretty awesome. That's <laughs> great. It's just like you get an accent when you're old. Yeah. When you, that's what happens. Like you're going to turn like 65 and immediately you start talking like this to everybody. <laughs> My name's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you can count on it. If you guys, yeah, you guys not, not from, from around here, from the Ohio or Northeast Ohio area. Yeah. There was a guy named Mark. You can find him on YouTube. Norton Furniture. Nor yeah. Mark Norton. Yeah. Yeah. And he talked every time. This is how he talked. If you can't get credit in my store, you can't get credit <laughs> anywhere. And he was so weird and obscure. Mark, and you can count on And the, the, the commercials just got so weird. Dude, like the mannequins. And yeah. Shit. Oh, God. It was and, great. and they were there when you went to the store. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So great. nuts. So the next victim was. Anyways. Yeah, moving what on. What are we talking about again? The next victim was 25-year-old uh, Luis Medeiros, uh, according to a newspaper article we found from Hawaii uh, from 1986. Yes. Luis J. Medeiros was a young woman who had lived much of her life before she knew how to live it anyway. Yeah. Okay? She had rough times. Yeah, it's yeah, how, yeah, that's what I get out of it. You know, yeah, she was yeah. fast and hard, you know? Right. Living. She'd left her large family on uh, Kauai as a teenager, opting for independence and uncertainty on her own in Oahu. In six years, she'd returned to Kauai once for a bowling tournament and then only called home. She'd been on welfare, gotten in trouble with the law, and lived with beach people at Makaha. Makaha? Is that right? Sure. Ma, Makaha. Ooh, I like it better like that. Makaha. Makaha. Makahai Makaho. Heka lekahai Makahaini Ho. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Three months pregnant, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, this is that. Yeah, this that's, is that. And then not making light of this at kicker. all. Uh, yeah, she was. Ugh, she was three months pregnant when she was killed. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, that's so horrible. I hate like that's that's one thing that like when I when I do this kind of like I can get like and I don't mean to sound heartless, but like I can get past a lot of this shit. Like doing well, we research. become numb to it. I mean, but to be like with you. when you read something like that, oh yeah, it's just like 
Especially if you got kids, you're just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. it reinvents that feeling where you're like, damn it. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, dude. It's so horrible. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so unfortunately, the 25 year old had never, she never married, had three children and a daughter in a three, had three children and a daughter in a foster home. She and, had three children and then she also had a daughter in a foster home. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So she had right. four children. Four children. Her, and she was pregnant with a fifth. Okay. Jeez. But most of the family worries about their prodigal sister were soothed when Louise came home uh, in March for a reading of her mother's will. The family found her centered and motivated, no longer the alienated rebel. Okay. So it seems like she's getting her shit together. She's getting her shit together. Cool. Yeah. Then the day after the reunion, she was gone. Abducted. Police assume from a bus stop near the airport on the evening of March 26th. Bus stop. Uh, shocker. Huh. Hmm. Quote, she was finally happy. She had also, found peace within herself. Near the airport. Remember, near the airport, Remember yes. that. Hmm. Uh, her eldest sister, uh, Brenda Durant, actually recalled of her of the last visit. Quote, we were lying in my bedroom. She'd laugh and laugh. All right. So she seemed like she was in a happy place. Right. Which just fucking makes it that much more heartbreaking. I know. You, you hear that, like, she was finally getting her shit together. Yeah. Everything was, like, seemed like everything was starting to go good. And then, ugh. On March 26, 1986, Medeiros boarded a red-eye flight to Oahu. From there, Medeiros told her family that she planned to take a bus to Waipahu in order to meet them following the tragic death of their mother. There's that word again. Um, what's that? Waipahu or whatever. That yeah. was the same Same with the last girl. Right. She was the same area. Uh, Medeiros was last seen alive, leaving the plane after it landed in Honolulu. Okay. Medeiros's body was found by construction workers on April 2nd near the Waikeli or uh, Waikeli? I'm trying to think like how like the accent, like how they would actually pronounce that. Waikele. Waikele. Hey. Waikele. Good job. Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. That's good. Yeah. We're gonna go with that. Anyway, near the Waikele stream. Like the other four victims, Medeiros was found partially clothed. The killer always removed the pants and undergarments and left his victims nude from the waist down because he's a fucking piece of shit. She had also had her hands tied behind her back. Medeiros had been sexually assaulted and strangled. Mm. So that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In order to catch the killer, the HPD oh, began wait. sending their female officers undercover to the Honolulu International Airport and to Kihai Lagoon. But now, or by now, it was clear that the killer favored out-of-town victims or those with limited connections to Hawaii. Now, I want to ask a question about this real fast as I was going through the I research. I hope I have okay. an answer for you. How do you think he knew that they were out of town or or limited connections to Hawaii when you first like do you think he was uh, he was stalking them at first I don't think so because everything you read about it and I believe we talk about a little bit later is that they don't think he was a stalker type they think that he just kind of was like opportunistic mm. so I don't know I honestly think it was mostly coincidence so he's on uh, a bus he mm -hmm. strikes up a conversation and then takes it from there that's a, a I mean, he would have to to find out that they're not from the area. Right. No, absolutely. If if that's even, honestly, that might not even be like a major part of it. It just might be a coincidence. Yeah. I guess that's because true. think yeah. about it. it was, it's like New Orleans. You go down to New Orleans. I had a ton of friends down in New Orleans, and maybe a third of them were actually from New Orleans. Right. A lot of people down there are from other places. You know what I mean? I feel like Hawaii is the same way. It's not a very big place. So to keep everything kind of working and populate and everything like that, you're going to have your fair share of people that say, fuck it, I'm going to Hawaii. Right. right. By happenstance, you know what I mean? you're right. going to, yeah. Any okay. kind of, in any kind of big like touristy spots like that, you're going to have people that like go there to visit a couple of times and oh, say, yeah. fuck it, I want to move there. And it's one of those, like, I, I don't know if that really had anything to do with it, to be honest with you. Okay. 
But when we talk about the guy and where he worked, oh, yeah. it might have oh, something yeah. to do with it. I don't know. So the killer's last known victim, known victim, was 36-year-old Linda Pesci. Her roommate would be the last person to see her alive. Her roommate said that uh, she saw Linda when she left home on the morning of April 29th, 1986. The next morning, the roommate was informed that Linda had not shown up for work. This was odd to the roommate. She was informed a little later that Linda's car had been found near a viaduct on Route 92 Interstate H1. It was at this point the roommate reported her missing to the police. Motorists claimed that on the evening of April 29th, they saw the car's emergency lights flashing, indicating it had stalled. They also described a Caucasian or mixed ancestry man in his 30s or 40s of medium build and a cream-colored American-made van with letters on its rear windows, both beside Pesci's vehicle. Hmm. Could that have been Chainsaw? <laughs> no, it says in his 30s or 40s. Yeah, he would have been too old at the time. Yeah, yeah he was 130. Oh, 130s and 40s. Yeah. Oh, maybe. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but it says... He does drive weird, creepy vans. Yeah. Cream color. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we... Chainsaw. Did we solve this one again? <laughs> Chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so in May of 2018, the TV show Breaking Homicide returned to the case, and the show's investigator suggested the Honolulu Strangler may have also killed 19-year-old Lisa Ow in 1982. Al was last seen alive just after midnight on January 21st, 1982. Her car was later found near uh, Kappa Quarry Road. I think it's just Kappa. It might be Kappa. Yeah. K-A-P-A-A. Or it's Kappa. <laughs> Kappa. 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 Ten days later, on January 31st, 1982, a jogger found Al's nude decomp... Oh my God. Decomposing body on uh, Tantalus Lookout, uh, which is in Waikiki. And police were never able to officially list Al's cause of death. So they actually think this guy may have had a hand in that. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So if that's the case, then we're talking six victims. Six. Yeah. At least. Uh, there, might, at least. there might be more that they right. don't know about, you right. know? Okay, so now... Yeah? This is where the shit gets crazy. All right? Did, did you just throw up back there? <laughs> no, that was a little... Uh, that was, uh, I was choking on my drink. Did you just give my glove the shocker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just look back. I have a, uh, if you guys can't see, because, well, we're not videotaping right now, but when you guys because watch John on YouTube, breaks everything. I break everything. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I, I have a bunch of Lego things because I'm infatuated with Marvel Lego, and I have the Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, the fingers actually move, and Logan put it into the shocker position. Yes, I did. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I feel like it changes every time we come in here. It does. Yeah. It does. How old are you again? Um, old enough. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so, depending on the source here, things get a little bit mixed up. But there's still a lot of definitive, to me at least, definitive. Just, so, basically, the beginning part is what is kind of weird. I found two separate um, accounts of how this first gentleman, uh, how really the only real suspect they had, how he came kind of yeah, into, radar, into yeah. the radar of yeah. police. Yeah. Gotcha. So we found at least two different accounts of what happened next, but they both involve the same guy, a man who most people think is the killer, and I'm one of those most people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The first story uh, we found was that an unidentified, at the time, 43-year-old white male came to the police claiming that a psychic, also an unidentified, told him where Linda Pesci's body was. He said the psychic informed him the body was located on Sand Island. The man then led police to a spot on the island, but Pesci's body was not there. Police decided to search the entire island and then found her body. 
She'd been strangled and her hands were bound with parachute cord like the other victims. From what I've encountered on this particular part of the story, he purposely did not go near the spot where they eventually found her body. That's what it sounds like to me, too. Yeah, well, no, like, th- that's what they say. They say that he literally was like... Took him to the island, but Took not him to the him. island, but, like, it was more like he was fucking playing with him. Yeah, I think Thank so. you. You're you know what I mean? It sounds seriously like he's playing. Interesting. Yeah, take one. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. Oh, that's Sorry. Drinkage. High Life. High Life. Come and get us, buddy. Where you, where you at, High Life? <sighs> Remember to uh, tag High Life in anything for us, Anything please. related to us, yes. tag High Life. Just say... Yeah, just tag Kai Life and then put Pooper right next to him. Yeah. yeah. At them, bro. At at them. <laughs> at the the he leafy. The he life. Because it's good and we want to be <laughs> I want it, I want it so bad. I know, right? <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> anyway, um so as we're we're talking about this or whatever, I I've everywhere I've looked and like I've listened to other podcasts and stuff, which really got me intrigued by it, and they basically said that he walked in there and said a psychic told him where it was and then took him out there but made so sure So you've heard this version of the story too. I've heard this yes. Okay. This right. is yeah. Did you ever hear the other version of No, it? I did not. Okay, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it sounds super suspect, right? I mean, obviously. Yes. And uh that just, you know, whatever. So you don't believe in psychics? Kind is that of what fucking you're weird. Um no. I don't. You know what I found out too? You're a psychic? Psychics don't believe in you. Oh. Then we're, I, I don't know how I feel about that. We're even, I guess. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) The world may never know. Nobody believes in me. Okay, so that's the first version (laughs) of the story, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's that's the one I found in most places. Right, that's the one I heard and that I knew of. So we found another version that goes a little something like this. The as-yet-unidentified man (laughs) first came to police attention when Linda Pesci's body had not yet been found. He uh, voluntarily presented himself to the authorities, claiming he had found some bones on Sand Island. When investigators processed the bones, they discovered they were from a pig. The man was put under surveillance and, on May 9th, was arrested due to circumstantial evidence linking him to the serial killings. Now, I never heard that one. I, yeah, so I found Which sounds way more plausible, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's, uh, I found that in one place, and every other place I looked had the psychic story. So I don't know where this one came from. Right. Or I don't know if maybe this one is the true story, and the other one's just kind of like the one that was like first reported, and then it kind of took off, so that's what everybody knows. Like, right. That's the, you know, the story that kind of caught on. Right. Um, well, it's also so I don't, it's I don't super, know. It's super no outlandish too, so it adds a little bit more of that. I don't know. It's it's a little bit more um, on the outside of normality, so yeah. it's far more intriguing. I yeah, guess. Yeah, the psychic angle. Yeah, yeah of you know? course. Oh, did you hear about the guy? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know? I don't know if it was like spiced up, and then that story just kind of like maybe that was the first thing that was reported or the rumor, and then right. it just kind of took off. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so I found I found both of those, and I was like, all right, I'm going to put them both in there because I don't know. Right, we don't know which one the real story is. So yeah. now you guys know both sides. Maybe maybe you guys know. Yeah, hopefully, maybe. Well, if you didn't before, you know now. Yeah, well, that's one true. of those, right? Is probably right. right. <laughs> yeah. So we found both of these stories in several different places and wanted to present them both. Like Moody said, from here on out, everything pretty much lines up through most sources. So who the hell was this piece of shit guy? Who done it? Well, it would come out much later that the man's name was Howard Gay Dutcher, but okay, everyone actually, went by Howard Gay. All right, from what I saw, I actually have to amend this. Okay, because I I wrote this and went through and I found Howard Gay Dutcher in um a, a couple of sources, mm-hmm. 
And then I went back and looked again. The guy's name is not, it's not Howard Gay Dutcher. Howard Gay Dutcher is apparently a different person. What? Wait, yes. What? So this guy's name is like Howard Andrew Gay. Oh, and so we Howard immediately Gay have to Dutcher, apologize to Mr. Right. Dutcher. I, I do want to. <laughs> so from what I could tell, this is from what I could tell, because I read that name in a source. I'm like, that's his real name. So I went back and looked and I was kind of writing. And then at some point, like I got confused because I saw Howard. I think it's Howard Andrew. I could be wrong, but I think it's Howard Andrew Gay. And but I'm like, wait a minute. So who the fuck is Howard? And I looked up. It was when I was looking up obituaries. That's I what I saw to, too. Yeah. So and it I said looked, he died in I found, Hawaii, right? I found a Howard Gay Dutcher died in Hawaii in a different year than this guy died. Well, and apparently, so I kind of went die. back and looked, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Because our guy didn't die in Hawaii, right? We don't know if he died yet, not or not. Do we? I'm just saying. <laughs> I know from <laughs> right. if, right. He, if he, he died or not, it wasn't in Hawaii. It wasn't in Hawaii, right? Okay. So. so that name is wrong. So, Mr. So Dutcher. I, I and apologize right now for that. <laughs> I the, meant to change it. <laughs> the entire Dutcher family, we apologize. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know who Howard Gay Dutcher was, but it wasn't him. Okay. We hope he was not a serial killer. No. Okay. I don't think he was. So, this guy was Howard Gay, right? Yeah, so, Howard Gay. Howard, Howard Gay. Gay. So, who was Howard Gay? It is a weird coincidence. Though. And why was he considered the prime suspect, even though he'd helped find the body of Linda Pesci? Well, let's have a look at this guy, right? Gay was born in 1943 in Buffalo, New York. Not much is known about his personal history, and trust me, we tried to find it. I looked yeah, all over the fucking place. I, dude. This yeah. is all. This is the most I could find. Right. And then he joined the army and was stationed at uh, George Air Force Base, a 30-minute drive from Apple Valley, California, where he lived for 15 years. Huh. He was eventually discharged in 1965. Gay attended Victor Valley College, received his associate degree, and was employed by Continental Telephone in Victorville, where he held jobs as a lineman and a teletype repairman. Teletype, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> it's so old. Oh my god, I, I guarantee most people. Logan, do you know what teletype is? Uh, teletype is when you type through a telephone. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I guess I have no idea what yeah. the hell teletype. It's pretty is. much what it is. Is that like what teletypes do when they're bored? Yes, they teletype. They teletype and they rub each other's bellies. <laughs> <laughs> in the same year as his discharge, he married Rita Thompson, his college sweetheart, and fathered two children with her, Justin and Jason. In 1968, he was employed by Flying Tiger Line at Los Angeles International Airport. Gay's role was to train cargo aircraft mechanics around the world, and in 1980, he was relocated to Daniel K. Inouye International Airport in Honolulu, Hawaii. The airport. Remember from earlier, the airport. Airport. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so uh, the, 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 the airport? Yes, at the airport. Oh, okay. Yes. That's where the planes come in and out of? Yeah. Wait, are you sure? I thought that's where the boats land. No, no, no. no that's, that's, that'd that's be the like... train station. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard lived in a rented three-bedroom home in Iwa Beach. He divorced from his wife in 1983. One day, his family decided to surprise him by traveling to Honolulu. But when they showed up, he was upset and even refused to let him in his home. He made them stay in a hotel and shipped them back to California two days later. What a dick. Well, was he being a dick or was he hiding something? Oh. When was that? What year was that? Um, It doesn't say. It just says he divorced in 1983. And then one day after that is when they uh, came to visit him. And he was like, oh, no, fuck that. Hmm. Oh, hell no. Maybe there was something going on inside the house. He didn't want someone to well, see. Well, I'm wondering. So he divorced so, his okay. wife in 83. Yeah. And this says uh, at a separate point, his family came. To visit him, and he, I wonder, because right after that would have been 
84, which mm-hmm. is one that other girl that they suspect he may have been involved Correct. in. So I wonder. And you'll find out that he's got a, a little bit of a tendency to get upset and, about a personal problem and take it out on someone else. Take it out on someone else. So Not is cool. that what happened? So anyway, again, he made him stay in a hotel and shipped them back to California two days later. His neighbors told reporters he was a gentleman, um, always willing to help others. A female assistant manager who worked at La Mariana Sailing Club in 1986 recognized Gay as a man who routinely stared at her, asked her to accept rides from him, and once reacted furiously when she once again refused. In fact, she actually got a ride home from a biker or something like that, and he got pissed about it. Yeah, so, okay. One of the sources I was reading, and this is why some of the stuff that I found that was kind of weird and off and, and a little bit different from other sources um, came from this one source. And they made a comment. They had written that uh, about this incident that he actually like assaulted her. Oh, shit. But I didn't find that anywhere else. So I don't know if there was any sort of physical altercation. I don't think there was. I didn't see anything on that. So, so yeah. I, yeah. So I don't know if this, like, it sounds like this one source might have been embellishing. I don't know. Right. But there was at least one source that said that it this led to, like, a physical altercation. Either way, it shows the guy's a creep. Ride and he got pissed off. Yeah, 100%. It shows he's a creep. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. The FBI's behavioral science unit profiled the Honolulu Strangler as being a Caucasian male. Mm-hmm. In his late 30s or 40s, mm-hmm, who had no prior criminal record and may have been experiencing marital or girlfriend problems at the time. It said the killer may have wor- lived or worked in the area between Sand Island and Waipahu. He was also an opportunist who cruised for victims and struck when opportunity presented itself hmm. rather than a stalker who chose his victims. So that's what I was talking about right. earlier, where I think that the uh, the transplant thing might have been just a, a coincidence, basically. Right. And due to a prior witness, as we talked about earlier, they had suspected the killer drove a cream-colored van with words on the back. Okay. All of these things fit gay to a fucking T. Yeah. On May 9th, 1986, police arrested Gay. Gay's girlfriend had started um, uh, stated to police that he liked uh, he liked bondage sex and would routinely tie her up with her hands behind her back, like the victims. Yeah. I mean, listen, and no kink shame. Hey, people like what they like. Yeah, man. people like what they like. But, but means, that is an odd coincidence. Yes, it seems kind of weird. You know? Like, hey, we got this guy. He fits the profile. Oh, and he likes to tie his wife up with her hands behind her back yeah. to get off. Mm. Doesn't sound like she's into it, by the way. No. Well, I mean, if they were dating and she was letting them do it, she, mm. it's not like she couldn't be into it. Mm, I guess. Yeah. She had to be at least like somewhat. Because <laughs> that's it. Like, honestly, you got to be pretty trusting of someone that's, to that's let them do that. That's a trust exercise right there, dude. Yep. I ain't let no one tie me. Absolutely trust you exercise. You me Oh, good for you. Fucking tie you to a tree in the woods and leave you there. Gross. (laughs) Another way he fit the profile, and the police thought him to be a viable suspect, suspect is that his ex wife told police that each killing coincides with a domestic dispute the couple had. Remember the profile. So this was after they were divorced, though. Right. So they were still having problems after they were divorced. Right. And and again, the profile says it seems yeah. like someone with marital, marital problems. problems. Right. Yep. Why do I keep saying maritable? Because um, <laughs> you're stupid. No, I didn't. Get out there stupid. I didn't say it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> you almost did. I, I saw almost, it creeping out. I, I, saw, I almost said it. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I don't want people to be mad at me. I know. Because I call you names. Oh, hate, 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 hate. It's cool, though, man. I love you. It's all yeah, good. I know. And that's what people need I mean to know. nothing by it. We all need to know. That. Everyone should idiot, know that. I'm an idiot. We're all idiots. That's right. Well, uh, speak for yourself. Oh, damn. 
<laughs> so on top of that, uh, oh, well, hold on. Yeah, that the uh, uh, sorry, the ex-wife says that Gabe would leave the house after the fights and would not return until the next day. So he'd get pissed off, gives himself out. plenty of opportunity to do okay to do dumb shit. So on top of that, he was connected to all the crime scenes since he worked at the airport near where oh. most of the victims were dumped. Yeah. Oh. And lived in close proximity to Waipahu. Oh. Where two of the victims disappeared and Luis Medeiros' body was found. Huh. He also drove a cream-colored American-made van with letters on its rear windows. Gay? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure from another podcast, it was a Volkswagen bug, like a bug van. You know what I'm talking about? The, the Volkswagen oh, vans. Oh, the Volkswagen So vans. not an American-made van. No. Oh, I guess. No, that wouldn't make sense then, would it? Deutschland. Volkswagen was yeah. German. Deutschland. Well, then fuck that podcast for fucking me up. Deutschland. Did it, did the Volkswagen have a mustache? Deutschland. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, it had to, it's Maybe. It'd be cool yeah. if it did. It'd be sweet, dude. It'd be very nice. Sorry, it looks did. like kind of a face on the front with the whatever. He just put a little mustache on it. Oh, that's awesome. You just basically told everyone what my car looks like. Oh. oh that's my is, that what you, is that how you drive a Volkswagen? It's very small. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yes. yes. But yes, I have a mustache on the front. Yeah. And then the mustache on pretty much every, it's just a big mustache. The car is a big mustache. The car is just a Yes. Okay. Yes. That's <laughs> it. So like like the shagging wagon from Dumb and Dumber, but a mustache instead of a, a dog? In yes. Really tiny. And really tiny. It's very small. Well, you're a, you're a tiny mustache. You got to fit in there. Correct. Right? You can't drive a regular size car. Oh, but there's plenty of room, though. Could I fit in it? Your mustache could. Really? Yes. Well, maybe, perhaps not. <laughs> can you? Can, can my mustache come and hang out with you sometime? We can talk. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So on top of that, again, <laughs> all these connections coming through here. Yeah. He also had a vasectomy like the man who raped three of the victims. Oh, thank Christ for that. And possibly had access to parachute, parachute cord due to his job. He works at the airport. Mm. Parachute cord? Par, par, parachute cord. <laughs> okay. And again, um, with the whole vasectomy thing. You know thing, what? They can I, tell. I don't think it was this guy. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Nah. When it comes to vasectomies and stuff like that, they can tell by like semen and whatnot whether or not you're yeah, actually got swimmers no, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But which I listened to a fucking a podcast the other day, and that's all I do. I swear to God, is listen to podcasts and uh, or I'm what listening. Else are you gonna do? You know? Or I'm listening to my hype shit playlist. Hell what? yeah, what? yeah. Uh. That's the one with Hanson on it, right? No, that's the one with Enya. <laughs> I don't even know the words of that fucking song. Whatever. I think that was it. Though. That's pretty much how it sounds. It yeah. It, yeah. So anyway, I was listening to it, and this uh, this kid, or not kid, young guy, mentally defunct dude, had the uh, intellect of a twelve year old, mm. but he's like in his early mid twenties, whatever it is. All right. Okay. He gets accused of raping and murdering a eight year old girl. Mm. They oh, go Lord. through. They throw him to the wall. He confesses. Okay recants his confession again he's got the mind of a 12 year old recants his confession they fucking throw him away for fucking 16 years turns out that he that he didn't have a vasectomy um so the guy who did did have the vasectomy and they found out 16 years later that this other guy who had assaulted all these other girls was the guy who did it mm. and so this dude spent 16 fucking years in prison for first of all not doing it and because they didn't um, check. They didn't check. Like, fucking what? They could have yeah, ruled him out that fucking day. Yeah, and that's then fucked. then the dude was in prison for so long, and he was so mentally um, inept or whatever that, like, prison really hit him super hard. Yeah. So he gets out of prison, and 
he fucking died at like 40 years old by having like a fucking heart attack and shit because he was just so fucking like he ended up becoming um uh he had some mental illness that he got while he was in there like it fucked his brain up so much um uh, he be, uh, schizophrenic he became a schizophrenic Jeez. and it i mean dude it it fucked up his entire fucking life over this yeah. And then the police came out and they said, well, <laughs> sorry. Right. Well, technically, we would have done things the same way. What? How then about? You, then you need to fix the way you fucking Yeah. Do. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Anyway, sorry to get off on that tangent. But yeah, that was a fucked up one. So anyway, going back to this piece of shit. Um, no, forgot where it was. Oh, yeah. If you made yeah. letters on the back. Got it. Mm-hmm. Vasectomy. It, right. Mustache. And it, <laughs> mustache. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Could that come back now? No, no. Okay, bye. Maybe later. So, if that weren't enough, Linda Pesci's boss claimed she had written down Gay's phone number on a notepad on the day she disappeared. Since at that time, Linda was looking for customers in the airport area. Oh, the airport area. Mm. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Who works uh, at the airport? This douchebag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gay offered to take a polygraph examination, which, depending on the source, gave an inconclusive, (laughs) inconclusive result, or he failed. Which is what I saw most of the time. Is that he that everyone said that he failed the okay. polygraph. And consented to a search at his home. Despite all the elements against him, he was released. Yes, you heard that right. Released after being held in question for 10 hours since prosecutor Peter Carlisle and Michael McGugan, a.k.a. McFuck that up. McGugan. Yeah, decided they had insufficient evidence to win a case. How much fucking evidence do you fucking I, need? I don't know. Like, granted, I mean, you could say that it's mostly circumstantial, but fuck, dude. Dude, so yeah. many cases have been won on if, less circumstantial that's exactly evidence. exactly what I'm yep. saying. And if you're talking, like, as far as quote-unquote circumstantial evidence goes... I don't think you're going to find much more than that. No, no, that's fucking insane to me. You're you're on an an itty-bitty island. (laughs) There's not a ton of people there. How many people are driving cream-colored vans with fucking letters on the back? That work near the airport and that, you know what I mean? Like Had all the acts, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Had vasectomies, had... Yeah, get the fuck out of here. So anyway, two (laughs) months after the arrest of a woman, um, she came forward. How did they have that conversation? What? I think they were just sitting down there like, Going through the file, just like, man, well, I mean, it's this. He's got this. He drives the same kind of car. He had a vasectomy. The other guy had a vasectomy. I mean, it's, I mean, I just. Ready? I'm Michael. You're Peter. Uh, uh, Peter. uh, uh, Pretty pretty sure this is the guy, dude. I don't, I'm just, I'm looking at the evidence, right? Right. And there's no physical evidence. There's nothing to necessarily tie. I just, I don't know if we got anything. I mean, yep. The van, the van, the fucking van. I mean, there's other cream-colored vans. In, in the With big island. words on the back of it. We're on, fuck, on an island. How many of those could there be? At least several, I'm sure. But, okay, the airport. I mean, lots of people work at the airport. But but the van and the airport. Lots of people with vans work at the airport. The vasectomy? I mean, I wish I had one. But that's not what I'm saying. We have all these things together. Tell me, we're, let's go after this, I just, right? I, I just, I don't... I don't know. I don't think we can do it. Well, you're the boss. All right. Coffee? Uh, Yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah, lunch. yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Jim. Yeah, let him go. Cut him loose. We don't think he did it. <laughs> and in scene. Yeah. That's pretty much how it was. So two months. I, I didn't have that kind of like, that's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. it's stupid. Two months after the arrest of a woman, uh, a woman came forward to claim she'd seen Linda chatting with a man the night she disappeared. Oh, yeah? The mm. woman was brought in and shown a lineup. Okay. And... Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, wait, wait, you want me to hit it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bags, I didn't change anything. <laughs> wait, just go wait for I'm it. I'm not doing it now. 
<laughs> well, she picked Gay's photo out of the lineup. Ooh. Ah, so wait a minute. All the circumstantial evidence, and we have a, an yeah, eyewitness that just, picked that I out of the lineup. Think, I still don't think. Come on, Pete. Pete. Maybe, but he could have just been talking to her. Maybe he was heading on it. You know? Pete. I don't know, man. All right. Netflix? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And chill. And chill. chill. All, All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so the woman said she did not want to be a witness as she was scared because the man had seen her as well. And that happens to a lot of witnesses out there. They go in so and yeah, they say, she listen. Afraid that if they let her go, right. they let the dude go after she. Right. You know, that he'd fucking fire Well, because her. the thing is. And you, let's be honest, he probably would have. Yeah. Well, when you go in and you say, okay, line up, I saw this, I saw that, they go, oh, great. You'll testify to this, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're like, then why the fuck did you even fucking come down here? I think I think people just assume that if they like this was definitely the guy that that's all they need to do, and police can use that, but they really they can't. Yeah, no, you got to have the some, right, you, you have can to say, testify. You can say, well, this lady picked him out of a lineup, and then they're gonna be like, well, who was it? And well, they didn't want to testify. At it's that like, point, well, it's hearsay. Got yeah, yeah. you got nothing there. Yeah, where's the person who says who's, yeah, who's pointing be, the finger? You've right got to be willing to to back it up, uh, which sucks, man. That and that sucks because I feel like so many cases could have been solved if people weren't afraid. To, to do that, you know, and and I totally oh, yeah. and I totally get the fear. Oh yeah, I totally understand the fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if something does happen and that person walks, your ass. Where do you think they're gonna go? Your if ass. they're really that yep. fucking crazy, that's the first place they're gonna go is to find you. Yeah, fuck all that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's why people would never fucking like uh, like uh, be witnesses against like the mob and shit because they'll fucking find the you. The freaking cartel and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, nope. Mm-mm. Not doing it. So what happened to Gay after this? Well, we'll tell you. The killings stopped. Mm. Really? After Gay's arrest and his release. See, I'm still feeling pretty good about letting him go. See, yeah, we you feel let good him, about we, it? I let him go. And it stopped. And nothing happened. Right. So uh, it I, couldn't have been him. It, it, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, are you you still good with what we did? I, 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 think, I think we made a good I choice. I mean, I don't know if I'm good with it, but... Right. right. I mean, dude, I follow your lead... You know what I mean? Yeah. So what yeah, you say, guess, if you, you say... Oh, I, I feel like it was a good choice. Okay, well then, uh, yeah, that's fine. I, I don't think it was him. Yeah, Burger King? Burger, yeah, yeah, Burger yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, onion rings or french fries? Oh, fucking onion rings. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so after his release, he stated, quote, The police have released me. That's all I know. They, the investigators, have plenty of good cause. They're doing their job. This is the same guy who supposedly walked in there and said, Hey, by the way, a psychic told me where to find the fucking body. You know what I mean? This guy is just ballsy as shit. Like smug. Yeah. Like smug. Like you want to slap yeah. the fuck. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> so then Gay returned to California in June of 1986 to see his oh. son, Jason, graduate from high school. That's nice. Well, this part sucks. Oh. I mean, for Jason. Well, okay. and for and for him, but fuck him, whatever. So three days later, unfortunately, Jason was killed in an automotive uh, automobile accident. Oh. Um, accident while he was actually changing a tire on the side of the road. Oh, oh that's shit, not, that's not nice. Yeah, it sucks. Super big suck. You know what I mean? Um, but Oof. they believe well, not believe. So it prompted Howard to become a born again Christian. Gay later worked for FedEx in Memphis, Tennessee, presumably when the latter acquired Flying Tiger Line in 1988. And then, yes. He died of kidney failure in November of 2003. That motherfucker. Yeah. How dare he? Right. So so what I read on there. I mean, and good I'm, for him. Fuck that guy. Yeah, but. I'm not sure if we go through a whole lot more of this, but from what I read, they're saying that when his son died, 
it like completely changed him. You know what I mean? Like he went from this fucking whatever, doing whatever. But like, okay, first of all, he got so close, so close to being caught. Oh yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, he was caught. Yeah, he was in custody. But fucking Jim and Pete or whoever it was Michael and Peter. Michael. Yeah, Mike and Pete. Yeah, I'm Mike. Yeah, what's yeah. up? Yeah, no, you're no, Pete. I was Pete. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so anyway, it's it's just super fucked that yeah, whatever. So we did find his obituary, and not one mention of his time in Hawaii. It reads as follow: Isn't that interesting? Yes. Howard Gay lived in Apple Valley, California, for 15 years. He was stationed at George Air Force Base, where he was honorably discharged in 1965. He attended Victor Valley College, where he received his associate degree. Howard was employed at Continental Telephone in Victorville, California, as a lineman and a later teletype repairman. In 1968, he was employed by Flying Tiger Lines at LAX and later Federal Express in Memphis, Tennessee. Howard traveled throughout the world, training aircraft mechanics on airframe and power plant systems on large Kogo, car, Kogo? cargo, cargo, <laughs> yeah, like them Kogo planes, cargo planes. What I want to know is. As, and I'm sure they have, but I, I would like to see any kind of correlation between murders in like Memphis, Tennessee, when this motherfucker was there. Or other places that he was at. Yeah. yeah. But then it'd again, be, though, be interesting, though, but if he became a born-again Christian after his son died, then maybe he just completely changed his fucking ways. But he cha- he traveled around before that, too, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, And I did read at one point in time that they said that it could be up to uh, his, the, his potential... Is like fifteen to twenty. Really? Yeah, I read that some some place that it may be victims. Ugh. Okay. At any rate, police spoke to many people and followed other leads on cream-colored vans and things like that. Nothing solid ever came from anything else other than Howard fucking Gay. Mm. Police that worked the case spoke years later, and they are all certain that Gay was the killer. Yeah. Unfortunately, That's since ridiculous. he is dead, and since no DNA evidence is available, we may never actually get a solid fucking answer in this case and that's that's the crazy thing i thought that because they had they had semen samples at one point because they knew that the guy had a vasectomy right 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 and nobody they apparently from what i can tell and i might be wrong but i couldn't find it anywhere they don't have any samples left there's nothing that they can use dna evidence at this point to prove or disprove so i I guess they like got rid of the samples i don't know like that's it's fucking just, it's crazy. Just think about it. If they had those samples today, they could probably figure out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure, right. if it was him or not. Absolutely. At least, at le- if it's not him. Rule him out. Right. Rule him out. But because what? what they could do, they could go through his family, get samples from his family, and match right. it through them. Absolutely. They don't have to have his. But I'm telling you right now, it was him. That's my opinion on this. My opinion straight up is, I mean, obviously, we just went through all the fucking details. Pete didn't think so. Pete's a fucking asshole. They didn't have enough. They had everything, but they didn't have enough. I feel like Peter and Michael probably fucked up on another case or something like that. And they're like, dude, we can't do that again. You know what I mean? Who knows, man? I mean, you know what I mean? I don't understand how you look at that evidence and not be like, you know what? We at least got to give it a shot. Yeah, this motherfucker. Take it to court. Let a fucking jury decide if whether or not that information is compelling enough to convict the fucking guy. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got all this information, put it in front of those 12 people and let them decide whether or not. And guess what? If he doesn't and if they don't, okay, he still walks free. Yeah, he's going free either way. Right. You know, and you might get a freaking... suit out of it because of wrongful imprisonment or wrongful arrest or whatever it is. Whatever. But at least you tried. Don't just let the motherfucker walk out. Yeah. I Ugh. just with, with that much evidence fucking mounting against him, like I don't I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Well we want to know what you, you beautiful listener, 
what you think about this. Do you yeah. think that Howard Gay was the douchebag that killed all these ladies? Or do you not? What do you think? Do you think I'm that the... I'm interested if anyone out there really knows about this case much. Because I had never heard of it until you brought it up. I had never heard of it until I listened to it on another podcast. And I was like, I want to do this. Oh, you're stealing ideas. Fuck yeah. Oh. Ones that intrigue me. Yeah. But if I've never heard of it before, I want to do our own research. And I want to see... Do you think we did it better than that podcast? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. No, oh, that, right. that podcast is... My tiny nipples went to France. I fucking hate both of you. Jesus. He's just fucking turning to Evan Almighty over here. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Man, whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, so no, I, uh, they did a good job, but it's way more uh, sterile. You know what I mean? It's very like... Kind of like that guy? Yay. Kind of. <laughs> You're on the head with that one. Nailed it. Um, yeah, head, it's, eh? it's just more... It's dry. You know what I mean? Where I feel like um, I wanted to bring... I guess we try to be a little bit more entertaining when it comes to the stuff, you know? Yeah. And not only that, but I wanted to see for myself if there was more out there, you know? So that's why when you sent the... Did we find anything more? Did, did we cover anything else that they didn't cover? Um, that's, that's what I want to know. There were a couple things. Yeah? Yeah, right. that he didn't mention. Uh, like one thing that I did not know about, there was even a reward at one point in time, and I think there still is. 25 grand? $25,000 that's sitting there for any kind of information leading towards... I think there was like... It's like private companies or something. Like two, two like private companies or something put up money. And it, nope. listen, at I this point, it doesn't matter. Uh, wait, it doesn't matter about him being arrested or whatever. It matters finding out who the fuck killed these it's women. The clo- it's the closure yeah. thing, man. Who, who killed them? Did it, man. Right, that's it. We want to know. And if it wasn't him, then fuck it. Guess what? There's a fucking another guy out there who did all this shit. That might still be out there doing shit. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those things, that's why we do these cases. And they are fucked up. And it's nuts. And... Yikes. Yeah, that's that's it's fucking zoinks. But in the meantime, yeah. we want to know what you guys think about it. That was the Honolulu us. Strangler. Tell and us. guess what time it is? What time is it, sir? It is time for my favorite part of the show and yours. It's the movies. And now, that's right, I got it. First time. <laughs> Smooth. Very proud of myself. <laughs> I like you know what's funny? I like that I have to call attention to when I do things correctly. Yeah, oh yeah. As opposed to being called out when I fuck up because I fuck up so much. <laughs> eh, it it's like, hey, you did it right. Eh. It happens. It happens. But I'm very proud of you, by the way. Thank you. You're very, very Thank welcome, you. Yes. At least somebody is. Yes. So we're talking about the ten best horror movies about deserted islands? Yeah, or just I islands. I, I believe it's just, it's just islands. Okay, I think. so we're islands. Because, I don't know. Because so, I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really go through the list, so I don't even fucking. Know I already know what number there. one is, dude. It's the island. No, the island actually is number, is number 10. ten. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so obviously, if you don't know, um, Hawaii, or at least Honolulu, uh, Waikiki, and all that. Uh, that's well, an Hawaii island. is made up of islands. It's islands. It's a system of islands. Is it an archipelago? You're an archipelago. God bless you. <laughs> Isn't that a painting? What? No. No. no, no, that's no. that's when you're playing the guitar. That's an you, arpeggio. That's what I said. Isn't that what you said? No, I said archipelago. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> These allergies are killing me. <laughs> so number 10 on our list here is The Island from Ooh. 1980. All right. Directed by Michael Ritchie. Oh. I don't think I've seen this. I've seen it. Michael Ritchie's, uh, he's... Dude, he's, you've never seen The Island? I, I just I've said seen it, I did I've seen it Dude. I'm disappointed in you, man. I don't. Maybe I have. It's about an island. 
it's literally the premise of the no. movie. It's about an island. Yeah, it's an island that wants to hook up with another island, but it can't because it's stuck. Wait, what? Isn't that a kid's song about a volcano? No, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so uh, this one actually totally stars is. Michael Caine, who I love, Michael Caine and David Warner. Um, all right, uh, what's the movie about? It's about, it's about an island. a scary place on an island that tries to kill you. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so it says the film was based on a novel of the same name by Peter Benchley. Yeah. Oh, Peter yeah. Benchley. You know, Peter Benchley, that guy, Mr. Benchley. Mr. Uh, Benchley. Senior Benchley. Yes. Uh, it is about a savage group of pirates made up of outcast thieves and murderers who are hidden from the outside world by an uncharted Caribbean island and whose raided boats to sustain themselves, sustain themselves since the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what mm-hmm. that's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, You're missing out, dude. From 1980. Even mm-hmm. a shirt. 19, that's the year I was 19, born. It, Five-year-old. Chainsaw was fucking, like, I think he was like 65 already. At least. I like how we I'm keep sorry, changing 100, his... Yeah, 165. Yeah, right, right, right. There we go. There we go. Uh, number nine on the list is Island of Death. Oh! Directed by Nico Mastiarokis uh, from 1976, what, which what, is the year I was born. Who is that? What was his name? Nico Mastiarokis. Okay. Mast- 1976. You were born. Yes. You are one better than me on movies, sir. Hey, look at that. It tells the story of a man and a woman <laughs> posing as that's newlyweds. Cover, dude. Yeah, that's fucking weird. But in fact, an incestuous brother and sister who visit the Greek island of Mykonos and start a rampage of murder, killing anyone they believe to be sinful oh, or perverted. I've heard of this movie. I've never seen it, though. The film was initially banned. Yes, banned I've heard of this movie. As a, nas- sure. a video nasty, it remained banned for several years until a heavily censored uh, version was released in the UK. You know what we need to do? We need Watch to do a this. bonus about the fucking video nasties thing. Yeah. Put it on the Trello. Yeah, put it on the Trello. I was talk, the, talking to you. Who the fuck that was? What I just the by. fuck is the internet? <laughs> when the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, The Lost Continent from 1968. Oh, like this bitch don't know about Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> brain? Is that brain? Yeah. This bitch don't know about Pangea. Brain. <laughs> did it so good. <laughs> oh my god what's his name Lil Dicky uh, Lil Dicky he's if, so if fucking good if you don't dude. know Lil Dicky you guys gotta go check him out he's so awesome <laughs> is that who a does, movie who doesn't know Lil Dicky bitch don't know about yeah. <laughs> bitch don't know about PG so The Lost Continent <laughs> is a 1968 fantasy film made by Hammer Films and Seven Arts featuring Eric Porter oh it's a Hammer Films yeah oh okay yeah Hildegard Neff, Susanna Leigh, Tony Beckley, and James Cossens. The film was produced, directed, and written by Michael Carraras. Carraras. <laughs> Based on Dennis Wheatley's novel Uncharted Seas. Wheatley. The film sees the crew and passengers of the dilapidated uh, tramp steamer Cora, ah, Corita heading from Freetown to Caracas, where uh, while the passengers oh. all have their own reasons for getting out of Africa, the captain of the ship is also. I'm not going to read any more of that. It sounds boring. Anyway. <laughs> On to the next one. Yes, that was number eight. <laughs> yes. Number seven, Jaws, The Revenge. Ooh. Oh, yeah, this is the one with Michael Caine in it. Is that the second one? Yeah. Uh, Michael Caine's in a lot of uh, movies in this one. No, this is the third, isn't it? No, that was Jaws 3D. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this had to be the second one. Then. Wait, Jaws had a 3D? Yeah, dude. What horror it was franchise the, in the 80s didn't right, have a 3D? It was the worst, too. Like, oh, when it was two, it, two wasn't great, either. They were in the outside, or they were, basically, they were in this, um, like, uh, under... They were in the tank, but it was like an observation room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, Jaws comes swimming by or whatever, and then starts ramming. Yeah, and so like, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Huh. Sounds like a deep blue sea ripped something off there. 
Well, yeah, Deep Blue Sea ripped them off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 1987 is when this came out. Jaws of Revenge is a 1987 American horror film. Uh, you guys know what Jaws is. Anyway, Michael Caine's in this one. It's good. It's fun. Number six. <laughs> Who can kill a child? Oh, my God. What the fuck? Don't like this. Put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> this is uh, read is, the premise of the movie though. It's, it is it's, a 1976 yeah. Spanish horror movie directed by Narciso Ibanez Serrador. Ibanez, yeah. Does he make guitars too? Yeah, it's uh, Ibanez. It's Ibanez actually. It's Ibanya. It's Ibanez. I bend over. What? what? The film follows an English couple who find an island inhabited by maniacal children. Oh. Oh, my God. It's like children of the corn on an island? Yeah. A montage of docu- a documentary footage depicts the effort of war on children. The film co- cuts from this Mondo imagery to the story of English couple Tom and Evelyn, who oh. are taking a vacation before the birth of their child. They arrive on an island where they encounter grim-faced silent children who seem to be the island's entire population. So it's like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, but oh, instead talk of about good movie, yeah, and island. you just showed up there, and they're like, "We gonna kill I hope that you." Li- I hope, wonder if that's on this list. I don't know. Stay with us, might be. So anyway, that's who can kill a child. And All right, from 1976. I've never even heard of that. Not Shit. me either. I, I mean, who, I didn't. Hear I wonder that. who could kill a child. Uh, no, not me. Couldn't do it. You know, huh, this but, this fucking movie is so goddamn good. No, no, 2004's Club Dread. I fucking love this. It's movie. got our boy Bill Paxton in it. You know Dude, I mean? he plays. He plays. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, Where yeah. he's fucking Coconut Pete. Yeah, and he's saying that uh, uh, fucking Jimmy Buffett like ripped him off because he's got Pina Colada Berg, and then he said Jimmy Buffett ripped him off and did Margaritaville. <laughs> Maybe I haven't oh, seen this. Dude, it's so fucking funny. He's oh my god. Oh, There's, it's the guys that created Super Troopers. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's the, it's the Broken Lizard. Yeah, dude, this fucking movie is so goddamn. There's so many good like fucking one liners and like ridiculous shit in this movie. Well, it is number eight hundred and seventeen of nine twenty. We are on Ranker. Just yeah. So you guys oh, yeah, know yeah. We, we love our Ranker ones. It's eight seventeen of nine twenty six of the all time greatest comedy films. Oh, it's so fucking. I'm gonna have to watch that then. It's so funny. It's also number twenty two of thirty of the best horror movies set during summer. That Perfect. Seems weird. I'll take it. Number eight of fourteen of four. 14 underrated parody movies that a, that rip a whole genre to shreds. Oh, it's so, f- dude. Oh my God, so good. Yeah, I have to check that one out. It's so, um, it's so fucking Number weird. four, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh. Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer. By the way, if yeah. you have not seen the documentary on Netflix called Val, fucking amazing. Yeah. Because he got throat cancer. Yeah, shit. he had throat cancer. So now he's got a, a trick tube or whatever. Yeah. So when he talks, oh, he's got that. one of those But dude, he like, he kind of lets himself completely out there. Like this, he hated this movie. But dude, everybody, everybody that worked on this movie hated Marlon hated Brando. Yeah. Because Marlon Brando was the biggest piece of shit on this movie, I guess. Hmm. Well, from his standpoint, from Val or whatever, they were talking about this movie and how um, the director, uh, John Frankenheimer, just didn't have a fucking idea what he was doing. And he let Marlon Brando run the show. Marlon Brando ran everything because it was Brando. And he wanted, and everything was what he wanted to do. And it was basically like a vanity piece for Brando. Yeah. But dude, he was just a big fat dude at that point in time. Yeah. And we we get it, dude. You're Brando. It's a name. We get it. Yeah. We get it. But man, it was a shit movie. It was with that little dude with the freaking makeup and stuff on. It wasn't, I don't think it was fucking terrible. Uh, It could have been great, uh, though. That's a remake, though, right? Uh, Pretty sure that's a remake, anyways. American Science Fiction, the third major film adaptation of H.G. Wells' novel, The, the Island of Dr. Murrow. Yeah, okay, so H.G. Wells' original, yeah. About a scientist who tries to convert, uh, sorry, um, animals into people. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
that's that's that one. I just I love dude. I loved Val Kilmer. I have I, fucking he amazing. He was great, man. The hate like the eighties. Watch that, dude. Watch Fuck. that freaking that documentary. I'm gonna it's, check that out. It's awesome. Seriously, it's sad. It's, it's sad, literally man. him. All he's done ever since he was like a kid was just take cameras everywhere with him. So it's footage from him. No he's shit. Just, oh yeah, it's like it's dude. It's super good. Super good. Anyway. Sounds like it would be sad at some point. It is. There's some spots. Some, some, ha, ha. Hammer, hammer. <laughs> I mean, look what happened to the guy. Yeah, it's there are some enough. spots in it or whatever. They said that the, the, his voice or whatever may not be permanent, though. That's oh. good. Yeah. Okay. But he looks rough. Well, he let himself yeah. go for a while. He was like fat and yeah. like, But dude, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's Robert Downey Jr. and him. Yeah, I've never seen it. He plays this uh, gay cop or detective or whatever. Yeah. The funniest fucking role he's ever played, ever. And it was like... What's your was... favorite Val Kilmer role? Oh, There's boy. only one answer. Oh. Oh, wait. What's yours? What's mine? Yeah. Tombstone. Oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> he's Doc Holliday. Yeah. yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But see, I loved him in... Uh, what was it? Um... Was it top secret? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you're, yeah right. you know what I mean. Where yeah, he was like this one. singer dude. Yeah, and, uh, top secret was pretty. Top good. secret's amazing. I've loved uh, pretty much every movie he's ever done. Dude, the Doors. Was he in Heat? He was, he in, was heat, in Heat. Right? Yeah, the door, yeah. Jim the Doors. Morrison? He was Jim Morrison. Dude, he's been in a shit ton of fucking great. He was fucking Batman. Yeah, he wasn't a great Batman. He wasn't he a great really Batman. But you know what? Better than George Clooney. But if you listen, to, if you watch the um, the documentary and whatever, he actually talks about how like. He couldn't move in that fucking suit. Was so, it? No, it was George Clooney with the nipple suit, right? George I think so. Clooney had the nipple I think George, George Clooney, Clooney had the nipple suit. Yeah. 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 So he was just saying how he couldn't hear. So when everyone was talking because the light, the the suit, <laughs> he had no he, idea. He just kind of stood there and went through his lines. He's like, "What am I supposed to fucking do?" Yeah. You know. He was like, "I'm sorry if it came off that way, but uh, I was in a fucking rubber suit. No idea was no idea what was happening." So yeah. I don't. know. Yeah. I liked him as a Iceman. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah of course. I mean, that's, Top Gun. That's yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Number three on this list, the most dangerous game from nineteen thirty two. It's a good one. That's uh when Chainsaw graduated from high school, right? Mm, no, that was that college. Was, no, that college. Was college. That was college. college. Was it his reunion? It might have been. Like we graduated college. It was like his five year high actually wait, he graduated college, so that would have been his twenty five year high school reunion. Right. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the most dangerous game is the 1932 pre-code uh, adaptation of the 1924 short story of the same name by Richard Connell, the, fir, uh, the first movie. film it's version. Good. Have you seen this? <clears throat> yes. The, the 1932 version? Yeah. It's about a guy who like shipwrecks on an island and then he gets hunted by some dude. Oh. He, yeah. Okay. Look at you, cultured I'm, motherfucker. I'm impressed. Yeah. They also, there's Was a version of that. Movie? You ever seen a, a surviving the game with Ice-T? Yes. Same fucking thing. It's the same. Oh, they premise. take the guy out and they try to kill him. He's he is the the the, yeah. the game. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I love same, that. Movie, same kind way. of thing. Wait, was that? Well, hold on. Who was um it was Ice Busey. T. Was it Gary Busey? Was it? No, no. No, it wasn't Busey. It was uh fuck. Who the fuck was the guy? Oh my god. It's gonna drive me nuts. I'll I'll figure it out. I wanna say it's I'm gonna look right now. It's not Dolph Lundgren, but the the name's life like that. I'm gonna look. All right, oh. you look it up. So number two is, and then there were none, Walter Houston and Judith Anderson from 1945. Uh, don't, don't read too far into the description on this one. Why? I, I mean, go ahead. Never mind. Fucking that. No, I don't want to do that. No, go ahead. Just keep reading. You'll get to what I'm talking about. Oh, nope. Not doing that. <laughs> nope. Apparently. I'm sure a lot of people at this point know the original name of this. I did not know that. You didn't know that? I did know that. Yeah, the original title in the UK had the title of 10 Little N-Words. 
except not inwards. If you get my, I'm, whoa, yeah, that's you didn't fun. know that. Nope, I didn't know that. Nope, not doing that. And number one, ugh. well, this is the original. Okay, I was right. It is fucking Gary Busey. Is it? Yes. Who was I thinking? I don't know. Mm. I guess it doesn't matter. There's, that's not Gary. Number Busey. one is the Wicker Man. Oh, it's Rutger Hauer. Is Rutger Hauer. Is he yeah, in it? He's in it. Too. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. I think he's the main guy. Gary Busey's the guy that gets him to the island, gets him out there. That's who I was thinking of was Rutger yeah. Hauer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So The Wicker Man is a 1973 British mystery horror film. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the original. Um, the original's good. Nicolas Cage fucking did this one uh, remake. And yeah, he's in the cage with the bees. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's in the cage with the bees. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. No, so, the original's tight though. That's a good movie. So the, those have are. Have you seen the original? Uh, I don't think I've seen the original. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So those are your top movies for movies. this freaking episode. And guess what? We actually have a new segment we're gonna do. Ooh, and segment. Oh, hope you guys. Son in, of a bitch. What'd you do? Up and shit. Wow. Oh, fucking no. So we've decided to add a short but amazingly important segment to the show, simply called missing where we're going to let you all know about a recent missing person case or not even re recent. It could be from a long time ago, but we're actually, the information will be taken directly from charlieproject.org. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y project.org. It's an awesome website dedicated to missing people, mainly from the U.S., but all over the world. So make sure to stop over there and check it out. I will put a link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, here you go. Today, we are going to be talking about the missing person who was named. Her name is Shannon Michelle Hokinson. Uh, she's been missing since uh, May 27th of 2012 from Eded, Oklahoma. Okay. She is white. She is. Uh, she was born on uh, December 2nd of 1982. All right. She's between five foot and five, three, 120 to 150 pounds. Uh, distinguishing characteristics here. Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes. Hokinson has numerous tattoos, including a frog with a mushroom on the outside of her ankle, blue roses on her lower back, an orange flower on the top of her left foot, a butterfly in the back of her right shoulder, a heart between her thumb and index finger, and unfinished flames running down her spine. Her ears are pierced. She may use the last names Baldwin and or Baldwin Hokinson, and some accounts refer to her by either of those names. Now, the details of her disappearance. Hokinson was last heard from uh, heard from by phone on May 27, 2012. She never contacted her loved ones again, which is uncharacteristic of her. She usually called her family once a week. She wasn't reported missing until August 7th, nearly four months after her disappearance. Hokinson does have a history of drug use, and drugs could be a factor in her disappearance. She left three children behind, and a uh, few details are really available uh, for that. So if you have any anything, if this sounds familiar, if you know someone that may know someone, if this sounds any anything like whatever... Let's get a hold of people. Let's do stuff. You can get a hold of the Enid, the Enid Police Department at 580-242-7000 or call your local authorities if you have any. So, yeah, I feel like we, I want to start doing that. I want to do like once a week. And again, that comes from charlieproject.org. I like it. Yeah. You know, we got to get 
the names of these people out there. I feel like it's um, Riley, actually. You know, because you never know who's college, man. Someone might. Right. I mean, imagine that though. Like you're just listening to this or something like that, and you're like, right, and somebody that kind of fits that. And so, exactly. Like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. That tattoo sounds familiar. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how we're gonna. We all have to come together as a society and as people and help find other people. Let's get, yeah. let's at least get closure of some sort. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us. Your ride on the Honolulu Strangler. We know who did it. <laughs> yeah. It's but quote unquote unsolved. Unsolved. Right. Yeah. He did it. Howard Gay yeah. did it. Yeah. Anyway. So, he next, did. next week. I say you, he did. I say you, he did. <laughs> Join us next week where we're going to be jumping back into the paranormal when Uh-oh. we investigate the Stanley Hotel. Oh, we're not doing Creepy Ohio? We we already did Creepy Ohio. What are you talking? That was last week. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you fucking with me, boy? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Is this in reference to the... Yes. Oh, yep. yeah. I had to drop a little bomb for him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. So when we investigate the <laughs> Stanley Hotel, it's a 142... <sighs> Room, Colossal Hotel in Colorado. Okay. Well, I didn't put room in there, so I had to remember what 142 was. Yeah. In Colorado, right here in the U.S., built by the guy who founded Stanley Steamer, and he apparently has Stanley never Steamer, left. Stanley Steamer, Yeah. Your carpet's cleaner. He never left. Because he built the place, and it opened in like 1912 or something like that. So you damn well know. For those of you who clean. don't know, would you like to explain what this hotel is? <clears throat> uh, it's haunted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's the hotel from The Shining. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So if you guys remember that big hotel when they the first come Stanley in or whatever. Stanley Hotel. Stanley. It's the Stanley Steamer guy. Stanley. Uh, so it wasn't Which is not like the guy Stanley from Cleveland. Oh, that's no, gross. that's the Cleveland Steamer. The yeah. Cleveland Steamer. Yeah. And if you don't know what a Cleveland Steamer is. Google it on your work, <laughs> com- on your work computer. Yes. You should do that. Ask your boss to help you with that, too. Yeah, please do that. If you don't know what it is, ask your boss and Google it in front of him. Yes, that's so <laughs> fucking amazing. So make sure to stop over to our official website, TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com. Wait a minute, you know what we could do? What? Can you, like, can you do, like, hey, Google really loud and then say, what's a Cleveland steamer? Hey, Google, what's a Cleveland steamer? Or Alexa. What is a Cleveland steamer? Or hey Siri, what is a Cleveland steamer? There you go. That should that should do it. Look, my phone. <laughs> no, no, no! Damn it! That's that, you know what's crazy is that's how similar. Did anybody do Alexa? Did that's do how Alexa? His, yeah I did that. Okay, that's how similar his voice is to mine that my phone recognized it. That's so weird. <laughs> so anyway, go to our official website. You can buy some super sweet merchandise. You're welcome. Super yeah. sweet. Super sweet. Super sweet. You can find fecal fighter shit eating robot t-shirt the Ooh, super popular nice. don't be a DeSalvo shirt phone cases and so much more over there and listen yeah mm-hmm. have you been feeling not so fresh lately moody i know no, i have i just took a shower before i came over did, what kind of soap did you use it was this wonderful soap yeah it's magical almost. yeah 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 is it dr squatch soap sure fucking is me too buddy Woo! <laughs> and i am now Fully subscribed. So fun, fun little tidbit. We were talking about the Stone IPA. Yeah, I went in and I was able. This is a great part about it. You can change your subscription every month to get different soap, whatever yeah. you want. You can try them all. Fucking try them all, right? Try them all. I was able to get in my subscription 
the Stone IPA. Yeah, me too. And I tried the. Uh, I'm gonna try the. Uh, I think it's Darth Maul. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red one. That's yeah. in my box as well. Yeah, I got because I like the ones with like the scrubby shit. Me in too. Them, and the Darth Maul yeah, ones. That's have the scrubby it. Yeah, shit. that's awesome. The exfoliating. So listen, Doctor Squatch is also amazing. Yeah, I haven't tried. That. I got oh, that in my next get, one coming up. Oh, the Pine yeah. is great. Nice. So Doctor Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene, like Moody and myself, by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products, bars, soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils and so much more that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. I mean, honestly, dude, I don't know of any other soap I would use for my monthly showers. (laughs) (laughs) All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. You can get 20% off your first subscription. Just head on over to the MidnightTrainPodcast.com forward slash sponsors, click on the banner, and use promo code D. S-C Squatch 20. That's D-S-C-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H 20 to get the best damn soap. And listen, I just did it myself. I know it's just soap. I literally, I just did it. But it is. It's the best. Seriously. I, I like don't want to use anything else. Okay. I'm going to say. And I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm not just saying that because this is whatever. Like, I wouldn't fucking promote something that I don't think is great. That's and why I we're use. promoting it is because we use it. It's fucking awesome, dude. So I, my wife, Danny, uses the shit. Dude, it smells so good. Like every single one of them smells like amazing. My, when you take a shot, like you could smell it like throughout the house. Yes. Like if Danny's using it in the shower, yep. like, I can smell it. Like, oh, it's so. And nice. your skin just smells. That's great. Oh, it smells yeah. so good. It smells. And uh, listen, I I was getting soap from another company. You asshole. Before no, before I tried Doctor Squatch. Yeah. And then I tried Squatch, and I'm just like, this is so much better. It is, dude. It's so much better. So anyway. Great. You can you can use, uh, and the best part, like I said, is you can change your subscription. Right. So if, you, if, you, if you've used it before and you don't have a subscription, man, just use the link. Yeah. That's it. Get yourself a subscription. Try it out, man. Yeah. It's great because you can, like I said, you can switch it up every month and try everything they got. Absolutely. It's awesome. I love it. So, I can't wait for that Stone IPA. I know. I'm excited. So Listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a not don't consider just become a producer of the show by heading over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and clicking on the little banner at the very top for Patreon or go over to patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast for as little as five bucks a month. You can get all kinds of stuff like, listen, you guys are going to be able to see this documentary first. That's coming this Saturday for you. You guys are going to love it because you know what's going to be great. Mm hmm. Y'all are gonna be talking about it on on the page, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone else gonna be like, "Well, I don't, yeah. I don't know what you're talking well, about." I wish I could have seen it. Sign oh, up. It's man. five bucks a month. A month. You guys are gonna that be breaks down your to off. fucking like I, I'm bad at math. Y'all are gonna be little. laughing your asses off, and everyone else gonna be crying. That's right. Whatever. That's right. Also, on a side note, I don't even get these bonuses. Just so you guys know that shit, I literally am going to have to subscribe to Patreon because John won't let me listen to the bonuses. So I'm going to be a pooper. You just made it sound really bad that way. It is really bad. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, anyway, I subscribed. You well, can get all kinds of bonuses. You know. Bonus. I mean, dude, we throw so many bonuses out there. Like we got this uh, Neil yeah, Falls coming up guy. You know, we're doing all these different ones. So make sure you guys just sign yeah. up for that. So if you're a diehard fan and you just want to produce this motherfucker, that's definitely the way you to guys do get it. Our, uh, you'll get exclusive rights to our uh, ghost hunt in yeah. October. Oh, October, yeah. the ghost hunt's coming up. You that's guys are going to be able to watch that live. If you guys ever wanted to see a grown man pee his pants. You're going to see it. You're going to see John piss himself. I'm not going to p- piss myself. I, I want to put money on this. <laughs> Depending. I, I, don't, I might piss myself just to see how much. Look, yeah. you know what we're going to do? 
when when he's not looking, I'm gonna just spray water on his crotch <laughs> and be like, "Look, he pissed his pants. I told you." He's gonna do it. <laughs> eh, it's fucked up. To so be listen, like some fucking Billy Madison shit. I'm gonna have to pee my pants just to cool. make him feel better. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Midnight Train OH, on Instagram at the Midnight Train Podcast, on TikTok at the Midnight Train P. That's just the letter P. On YouTube at the Midnight Train Podcast, and we Ooh. cannot thank you enough for all the love and support we've received. What's up? Have we put anything on? Do we have anything on TikTok? Oh yeah, every week I put uh, the, uh, the the little video thing that uh, talks. We're yes, he does. The fuck, it's called we yes. Should, we should uh, we we should we should do dumb shit for TikTok. I isn't agree. That, isn't that what TikTok is for? Yes. Yeah. Kids doing dumb shit. Yes. We I got a bunch of shit speaking of. For please, please, please stop doing the milk crate challenge. Please, oh, God. Please stop. I've stood on two milk crates before, and that is definitely not. These almost, kids are fucking themselves up, man. It's you almost know what? as bad you know as what? eating fucking Tide You know what, dude? Let them do it. Yeah, I guess, you know, wean yourselves out. Yeah, yeah that's right. it. Because you know what? I don't fucking want your dumb ass around me anyways. There you go. So listen. Stack them up. You know what? Stack them up higher than you're doing it now. We have <laughs> a group of people that I would like to say thank you to. Do we? We do. Um, okay, what are these people like? Who well, are they? We like to call them our poopers. Really? Because they are the shit. Oh! <laughs> you like how I did that? Yeah. I'm you gonna... like? Yeah, yeah. You like how I did that? That's a good dad joke. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. But they are. They're amazing. Speaking of dad jokes, real quick. Sorry. Oh boy. Can I tell you a dad joke? Yes. <laughs> so we should end the the, the show every week. <laughs> why? Why? Why did Bono fall off the stage? Why did Bono fall off the stage? I don't know why. He was too close to the edge. Oh my god. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know who you two are, Edge is the guitarist and Bono is the singer. You want to uh, hear another one? Oh my god, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. You can't run through a campsite. You can only ran through a campsite. Why? I don't know why. Because it's past tense. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wait, wait, what are you giving me that fucking look for? All I gotta say is I got one that's a little better. Oh, uh, okay. What do you got? One more. I'm afraid for the calendar because its days are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no? Maybe Jesus I Christ. <laughs> Bunch of dads in the room. There's only one dad not oh laughing. Oh my god! <laughs> where's the dad? Where's the dad? La- <coughs> uh, <coughs> laugh. Yeah. That's no? Yeah. That's good. Anyway. Anyway. Anyways. Anywho. Give me my. Give me my freaking do 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 do. A very special thank you to our fearless Patreon poopers, Jacob Cook, yeah, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, <laughs> Miles Campbell, Brian Gunsman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar. Hey, by the way, thank you, Pumpkin, so Fuck, much yeah, dude, for the little for the alien. alien. Is that a doily or what is that? It's, it's a, a little cross-stitch guy. Well, cross-stitch. About the yay big. Is that like cross-stitch buns? Isn't that how that goes? That's hot cross buns. That's what I said. Anyway. That's not what you said. Okay. Mac Doherty, congrats <laughs> on the new pooper, Mac Doherty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, congrats oh, on that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great, dude. Got a new pooper coming. We got another. Right here. You know what? What? He now understands the dad jokes. Yes. Immediately. He, just, he yep. was laughing his butt off. Good. Mm-hmm. Immediately. He got, he got it. Yeah. He was yeah. like, I get it now. Yeah, exactly. The whole world just 
changed. It made sense. Yes. To also to Gina Madison, <laughs> Janet Sherrill, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Funbox Podcast. Please check him out. He's amazing. Check it. Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister Skelton Podcast. Yeah, dude, they had a cool episode. Was it about uh, me? The premise. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it because I don't. I haven't really <laughs> been able to listen to podcasts at work late yet. Right. New job. Uh, right. Yeah. But uh, they had uh, like supernatural stairways, which I thought sounded cool as fuck. I have to. I have to. You know what? Maybe I'll listen on the way home. There you go. Make sure you guys are yeah. checking them out too. They got supernatural cool stairways this yeah. week. Huh? It seems awesome. really cool, man. I'm obsessed with this one podcast right now, so I'm literally not listening to anything else. What is it? Um, the Midnight Train it's Podcast. It's called Cold Case. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's an Australian guy, Australian, yeah, it's Australian, guy Australian. Yeah, 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 dude, yeah. it's great. And I'm telling you, every time I'm in the car or even at work, he'll just say something, and I'll be like, mask, him, <laughs> mask, and people him. like him. People walk by, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm gonna get this down. I'm practicing my, I'm Australian. practicing my Australian. You know why, Dad? What? Because you're a fucking stud. That's right. I'm a fucking stud. <laughs> you're ballsy. I'm ballsy. <laughs> and it was, oh, God, they showed me this Arnold Schwarzenegger smoking a stogie video or from back in like 1994. And he's like, my wife introduced me to stogies. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I smoke in my house now. She lets me do it. You know why? Because her father taught me how to do it. She can't say anything. You know what else? Because I'm ballsy. What do you say? I don't take no shits. Yeah, I, I, I take no shits. I don't need a hideaway like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I don't need a hideaway like you. <laughs> Dude, it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. And, and so Riley and Logan and I last night, we were drinking some stogies. Drinking some stogies. <laughs> wow. Smoking wow. some stogies and drinking some good scotch. Yes. And they showed that to us. or he, Yeah, they showed it to me. And dude, we, that's all we quoted all night long. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to Maria Gibbs. Oh. To Chainsaw. What? the fuck? Jigsaw, Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney, Bachelor, Katie Brabinick, and of course, our boy, Abil Abert. Oh, good for you. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. Keep you spreading awesome, the word. Man. You're going to be getting some cool new shit coming up, especially this documentary and all the bonuses. You get it first. That's right. It's coming this Saturday. So, well, it, depending on when you listen to this, but uh, it's pretty goddamn September funny. 4th at 6 p.m. I do believe that's when it's going to hit your inbox. <laughs> yes, yes, the inbox. Yes, your inbox. What? Not, not your outbox. What, what is an inbox? Your inbox. That would be your email. Your your electronic email. email. What is email? It's this mail digital. That's electronic. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, okay. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned because next week it's going to be a doozy whiz. Well, we're going to the Stanley Hotel. What are we doing again? Oh, yeah. Stan- Stan- yes. <laughs> but, but wait, Dad. What? What did the zero say to the eight? Oh, my God. That's I don't know. That's a nice what. belt you got there? Yeah, it is. That belt looks good on you. <laughs> shoot, shoot, motherfuckers. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box.